How's it going? Welcome to the Trades and Grades podcast. I'm your host, Noah Wright. Alongside me is Camden Gongler and Caleb Nemi. We are doing our My Guys, running backs, wide receivers, just to the quarterbacks and tight ends. And uh, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll just go ahead and get it rolling. We wasted quite a bit of time, mostly pretty much all of my fault, getting on tangents about different stuff, um, which will which will happen. But, uh, yeah. We will go off. Camden will go first with his. No, he won't because he's muted. I can't figure out his uh, his mic situation. Now he's gone. So, uh, you know what they say. Next man up. Uh, Caleb Neely will be. Oh, no, Camden's back. Camden, can you speak? Hello? Hello? Oh, there it is. Perfect. Don't forget to get James Harden's wine as a carryover from the last episode. Do you have, uh, you have like a code, like a referral code, like – D's 20% off. Um, no, I don't. I'm going to be honest. Gong. I don't think James Harden knows who I am, despite the jersey clearly and right there on the wall and the other like three in my closet, but it's fine. His loss. His loss. No worries. He could have, you know, a house with a potential putting green in the background if, if he was friends potential, with you. Potential, but... bro. What do you mean potential? Well, I mean, it's not made yet, so. Sorry, what would be a better word for Pretty that? Pretty close. And we're thousands of dollars in the hole, so it's it's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be made. It's gonna know, get sorry, done. In the in the works, in progress. How's that? Not hypothetical or potential. It's gonna be yes. happening. It's just in yes. In, in the progress. next probably month or month, it'll probably be done. Yeah, you know who else might be might have potential foreseen in the next month or so? This Camden's my guy at running back. The one I traded for. That's some might say. So who is your my guy for 2022 at running back? He is named Travis Etienne, and he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I simply trade for him because I'm going to the Jags-Giants game in Jacksonville week, whatever. just wanted to fill a fantasy player on my team. I'm just kidding. Uh, but some of you <laughs> may feel that way about Thursday nights when you start McKenzie Hughes in the slot. In your, in your flex, just so you can get some Thursday night action. For those of us that don't have Cooper Cup playing uh, for the Rams in this upcoming McKenzie Thursday night is. game. However, Ooh, just to feel something. Just yeah. doesn't even care about the record. He goes, if you I just don't wanna... start someone in the Thursday night game when football oh, comes back, I hate to break to you. You're an idiot. Like, I don't care who it is. If you have to pick up the backup quarterback of the Rams, you got to start him just so you have something to cheer for. I'm looking through this. Do I don't think I have a single. Play? I have Cooper Cup, so I know he plays. So I got my bases covered. Screw the rest of you. Who do they play, though? In our home league, I don't have um, the Rams. Yeah. Uh, I don't That's even know, which is kind of sad. I feel like I should know this. Are they playing, uh, they playing the Bengals? I, don't... I, feel like they, I feel like they are. Maybe no, not. It's the Bills. No, not right. If you literally cannot... the Bills. Dude, McKenzie Hughes, what a spot-on pick by me. There's your there's your answer. If you don't have anyone, go pick up McKenzie Hughes. I'm so smart. Anyway, I just can't believe that like that was the first thing that pops in your head. Game, you need to reevaluate your fantasy football team first of all, because you better have someone playing in that game. Well, crap, Camden. I don't have anybody. Who well, should I pick off the waivers? <laughs> I better go pick He's him up. Projected like 11.6 on sleeper for what's worth. Uh, a Bills wide Bills slot wide receiver over the past three years is finishing top. In the top 35 wide receivers, like every single wait, time. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Okay, you mean Isaiah McKenzie? Whatever, I don't care. His last name is McKenzie. Wait, it's not Hughes? 
No, you've been saying Mackenzie Hughes. That's why I was joking with you. Like, uh, well, no, it's well, Isaiah Mackenzie. Yeah. I knew exactly what I was talking about in my head. If you don't know who I'm talking about, <laughs> screw you. All right. Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian professional golfer, age 31. Yep, Kent see, State. that's where my head went. Yeah. Shout out Mackenzie Hughes for not doing – He could be playing this week. Is he doing the lift tour? Um, unknown. Oh, well – Listen, pick up whoever you got to pick up. We all need someone playing this Thursday night game. Anyway, uh, on that tangent, um, Travis Etienne's my guy. Um, I think he's going to beat DeAndre Swift of last year. I'll just say it. They're going to suck real bad, like real bad dog water team. They're going to be down big time in a lot of games. Homeboy's coming in for third downs. He's getting that DeAndre Swift action where he's going he's gonna to start off the first half and he's going to have – five points and you're like, ah, crap. And then all of a sudden he's going to get six, seven catches and then he's going to finish with 20 and then you're going to be real happy. That's my Travis Etienne take. And I think as he does well, he'll just slowly take over James Robinson more and more and more. He has a chemistry with, with, um, long haired Peyton Manning. Um, and he's not as good as Peyton Manning. That was kind of disrespectful to Peyton Manning, but anyway, <laughs> he's got, uh, he's got better hair. Yeah, that's why I said long-haired Peyton Manning. He, he has less of a forehead than Peyton Manning for what it's worth. But he's probably not as funny. He wouldn't even kneel yeah. when he proposed. What a loser. Well, anyway. Here's, here's the deal. Is Mackenzie Hughes, on record, has said that Live Golf's debut, it stinks. He said it stinks. So we're a huge Mackenzie Hughes fan, as well as Isaiah McKenzie, possibly, if you want to feel something. This uh, not Not – not today, because this podcast is coming out on Thursday. Not today, hypothetically, in the future that we are in now. But next Thursday, a week from now, that's who you want to start. And don't forget, put them in your flex spot. Always put the Thursday nights in you your flex You have to have spots. someone playing. Even if it's, okay, I got to pick up a kicker real fast or defense, I'm telling you, it's never let me down. You literally need someone playing on a Thursday night. Everyone knows. It's like an unsaid rule that I just said. Caleb's so upset right now because I told him to put him in his flex spot. His face instantly changed. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Don't listen to Noah. You got to put if, – if you're playing a wide receiver or a running back on the night, put them in their designated spot so then you have the flexibility with the flex later in the week. Yeah, no. Yeah, listen to Caleb. I was just messing. But mostly because of the Mackenzie Hughes and then I just got off. So, yeah, no. That's Anyway, thoughts on Travis Etienne? Um, Caleb, you go ahead. Yeah, I think I, I love Travis Etienne, especially like if I know a lot of people haven't done their league. So like this is going to come out probably. And if you listen to it, it's going to be before. But being able to get like Travis Etienne in the, the back end of the third, early fourth, like is amazing value, especially considering the fact that he's going to be the receiving back. And maybe maybe it's 60-40 split at the beginning of the season with James Robinson. And maybe by the end of the season, he's more at like 70% of the touches. But I don't even think he needs to have like a high volume touch share to be efficient, like. We haven't had to see that from Alvin Kamara. We haven't had to see that from DeAndre Swift. So I think Travis Etienne fits that mold. And so as long as he gets the receptions, I think as long as he gets like, what, four or five targets a game, we're going to be like really happy with the value Dude, of I Travis Etienne. I think he gets five catches a game easy, in my opinion. I mean, so if we look at last year, right, Najee Harris led the league in catches with, I believe, like 73, 74, 75, somewhere in that range. Um so if only you were because, to only, only because Swift got hurt for hot minute, right? And Kamara had a pretty down year because normally he's up like 
like an insane amount. I think he had like sixty seven. Normally he's around like a hundred. Um, he gets like an insane amount of catches. Um, but yeah, so you're looking at four and a half to five. Probably you'd be ecstatic with Travis Etienne if you had that many catches. Obviously target wise, and you're looking at like seven or eight, which would be a crazy amount. Um, and to be honest, looking at the preseason, which is again a preseason. I watched every single one of uh, Trevor Lawrence's, um, you know, throws, and he literally never dumped it off to Travis Etienne. In the video that I watched, this guy said a compilation of every single throw, and he's very rarely threw up Travis Etienne, which really surprised me. And again, it's preseason, but I was just kind of like, I felt like you would see more of that design stuff for him because he's such, you know, a, I would think a utilized part of their offense. Um, I saw a lot of Christian Kirk. A lot of Christian Kirk, which surprised me. I think Christian Kirk's a very boring pick to make, but he could be a pretty useful. Like, I could see him sneaking into, like, a wide receiver 20 to 24 spot, and it, you could get him for pretty cheap right now, like probably second-round pick, honestly. And that could be, like, if you're in a deep league, like, that would be really nice to have. Um, that's going to tangent again. But – um yeah, no, Travis Etienne, I, I, I mean, I love him. I think just, like, the whole – again, it's, it's players that you feel good about. Pass-catching backs in PPR situations, young, good profiles coming out of college. He's got um, a good, you know, connection with quarterback because he went to the same um, school as he did with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Everything should be pointing in Travis Etienne's direction if he can stay healthy – there's no reason, in my opinion, he's not a running back one. I mean, really, it shouldn't be at all. So, that's, I mean, but of course, that's the main thing is staying healthy um, as a running back. But he's not a huge in-between-the-tackles guy. He should be getting a lot of catches. So, I think that the uh, – really, the sky's the limit for Travis Etienne. I love him a lot. It hurt to let him go. Um, but, I mean, in order to get something like Kyle Pitts, that's what you have to, that's what you have to do. So, um yeah, I hope I hope that Travis Etienne balls out, like honestly, because I, I I really like him a lot, and I, I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, He's a cool name. It is, it is a cool name. I agree. He's got the cool name. He just like he just feels cool. It's just it's just overall cool he looks player. Cool. It's just all the way around. He's kind of got a weird looking head. I'm not gonna lie, but respectfully. Um, but he plays in the NFL. So, uh, Caleb, who's your my guy running back of the year? Yeah, my guy this year is going to be Saquon Barkley. Now, I know what you're going to say. I know everyone's over here going to be like, oh, Caleb's not picking someone that's going super late. But my bold take is I do have him above DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara. Um, and the nice thing is he's going behind them in drafts. Uh, and I know uh, Noah is very much so on the DeAndre Swift front. Uh, but my, my thoughts and process with Saquon Barkley here, we – I don't know how these other two fine gentlemen that co-host this very wonderful show with me are, but I like to shoot for upside uh, with my first two picks in the draft. And uh, to be completely honest, Saquon Barkley is about as high of upside you can get at the back end of the first, early second. He has the upside to be the RB1 and on points per game basis this year, and you're not having to draft him super early. Of course, we know the injury concerns, but to be fair, every running back has injury concerns every off season or every season. Um, 
Last year, of course, coming off that torn Achilles, or not torn Achilles, torn ACL, uh, only averaged 11.4 fantasy points per game, which was not great at all. We do have to remember week four, was it week four, week six against the Cowboys, right as he was getting ramped back up, of course, just stepped on a guy's foot and absolutely like just sprained his ankle and it was nasty and it was unfortunate uh but you can't really like we can't we can't at this point label saquon barkley as injury prone maybe we can but uh i just believe that these are all athletes that are the running back position ever they're getting hit all the time they're going in between the tackles so i mean who's who's to say that saquon barkley can't get 350 touches this year because they're gonna have to throw in the ball he's gonna have to run the ball because are they gonna throw it to kenny galladay who's just jogging down the field no they're not gonna throw it to kenny galladay jogging down the field so saquon barkley easy buy for me especially if you can get him if you do a build and you can get him in the early second and he's all of a sudden your rb2 but has that rb1 upside caleb's been drinking a lot of james harden wine apparently because he's drunk. <laughs> I um I don't know how I feel about Saquon because you I mean you raise good points. Their offense, in my opinion, is a trash can. Um, he's the only saving grace. Before I forget, Why? how how do you respond to sleepers uh, week one projection for Saquon Barkley? Have you have you have you looked at it? Yeah, well they just re- they just uh they just so it was they messed up and put nine. I would think it was like eight or nine fantasy points. They just 9. upped 9. it. Yeah, but they just upped it to eighteen, so they got it right. Eighteen? Yeah. What? I mean, the next week he had twenty. Week two he's projected twenty. All right. I yeah. No. Can I go to Vegas and bet on that? Do it. Listen. Bet for it. You'll you'll make some money. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me once, fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know how it goes, but he fooled me twice, so I'm out. Okay, but like, okay, but you, any running back can sprain their ankle. Like, that's just like a normal injury that happens. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I, after that, listen. after that rookie year, I mean, you saw what he what he can do, um, and the last he years have certainly been let down. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. Um, like you said, the upside is what you're shooting for. You can't play to not lose. Um, right now, sleeper. I did get the updated. So this is as of today. Yeah, updates uh, once every week. And um, right now, Saquon is going off the board at running back twelve, according to sleeper and redraft. Um, so that's after Aaron Jones, Kamara, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift. All I'm taking about all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand why. I just I don't I I just can't. I uh, I don't see as much upside as as you do, even though he's been that running back one before. I just am I'm a little hesitant because he hasn't shown it in over two years. So it's um, I do like him a lot side. though. Okay, in their line, they have helped their line. In the last two years, they had two first-round picks. This year, Evan Neal, um, which is – I, I mean, I think it's a good pick. Um, what do I know? I'm not a scout, but um, they, they are trying to mend that. So, I think all he needs is to catch passes. Like, as long as he stays healthy, catch passes, and get decent work in between tackles, it's not like he's like he's getting a lot from in between tackles before. He's catching a freaking crap ton of passes. And if he can get any any sort of red zone work, if they can somehow – the Giants, Brian Dayball, somehow – Get in the end zone. I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah, bold of you to assume that the Giants are going to get into. Listen, week whatever the Jacksonville Jaguars play the New York Giants. Man, my eyes are bleeding from watching that game. What? Seriously, we'll, we'll, we'll see who scores more fancy points. The Seriously. dude who's on the crutches on the sideline, or the dude who's 
who's in when they're down 30. Okay, can we, Frank can we play a quick hypothetical game? Uh, okay. okay. Sure. Saquon Barkley or DeAndre Swift? Swift, not even close. Okay, DeAndre Saquon. Swift. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, everyone knows my opinion at this point. Okay, uh, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. Swift, or Kamara. Where? I'm pretty uh, much going to take everyone. <clears throat> okay. Saquon. Okay. So Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. See, that one's closer for me. But I, receiver one, I, Aaron Jones. I'm also, it's true. I am really high on Aaron Jones this year because they have no wide receivers. And I think AJ Jones is going to get a lot of the rushing in the red zone opportunity. Aaron, Aaron is Jones is going to catch 100 season. passes. Aaron Records yeah. on, he's on record saying he's going to be throwing it to him a ton. I think there's other guys in, too. He's, like, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, even though he's a running back. Okay, Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb? Saquon. Chubb. Nick Chubb. If you draft Nick Chubb, then you like rice cakes. I'll mm. be honest. Like, I wish – to be fair, rice cakes aren't that bad. But, like, plain rice cakes. How about that? Not even the chocolate ones. Not even chocolate. Not even cinnamon. You like eating rice cakes. Plain. Okay, but I, I, I hate think, drafting guys who score 14 touchdowns a year. It's the worst. Well, why draft Nick Chubb when you can draft Zeke in the third, you know? It's the same it's the same it's the same player. I, I, I'm big on Zeke. I like Zeke. He's big on Zeke. too low. He's never been what, not an RB1? he's yeah, I mean, even last year when he was injured, points per game wise, he usually falls out, but he's never missed games. That's why he's always running okay, back one. The best you, of you, no. bro. Screw you. I have a lot of shares of Zeke, too. You just had to go what? there, huh? It doesn't get hurt. No, I'm saying, oh, sorry. Thank God he doesn't play Thursday, so my season wouldn't end on Thursday. <laughs> Probably, but no, he, I mean, he did get hurt last year. He just kept playing because he's a dog. But um, probably should have stopped playing, to be honest. But um, no, yeah, I uh, somehow redirect this back to um, the question at hand, which is Saquon, and I I feel like he's getting drafted right where he should be for me personally. It's it's all in the eye of the beholder, um, obviously. But I mean, if the guys right below him are Javante and Lenny, and then Zeke and Connor, I think Javante and Lenny that really. It's tough. I'm, I'm glad I haven't had that decision yet, really. That's that's tough for me to choose between those guys because I think Javante's going to step up this year. Lenny should just be doing what he did last year. He had a top five year. Um, and so, yeah, and Saquon hasn't done anything in a while, even though he could he could pop off, obviously. The offense just sucks so bad. So that would be a tough one for me. Um, so – Man, I don't know. I, I don't want to be, like, cliche and say, like, DeAndre's, like, DeAndre Swift's my guy because, like, he is my guy. And uh, and so I'll just, like – I feel like I talk about him too much. Like, I want to give the viewers and listeners, like, something else other than that, even though I guess they don't have to listen to me all the time. But DeAndre Swift, just to say this, this is my guy. Like, I'm going to say that right now. He was running back five last year, points per game, before he had that injury against the Bears. He was, like, collarbone. So it's not like he's injury prone. It's literally a freak accident. And then he took him a while to come back from that, obviously. Um, but he was running back five. You have issues with now they drafted Jameson Williams. However, he's not going to be back for – it's hard to tell. I'd say five to six weeks maybe is safe because um, he tore that ACL late. It was ACL, correct? Not Achilles. It was torn ACL. And, um, and he tore it pretty late in the season. Uh, right. 
I don't think we'll be back to at least week five or six. Alon Rossi Brown's still there. He's to be getting his work. I think he he's right where he's almost to the point where he's almost undervalued now. He was really overvalued during the offseason. Then he's kind of falling back down. I'm on Ross St. Brown is. Um, and, and then TJ Hawkinson, he'll get his. I think he's pretty average. We already talked about tight ends. Um, I think Swift is going to command a lot of targets like he did last year. Um, and he's still like a decent in-between tackles runner. He's not great. He's not a big back. But he just is like so nice for PPR leagues. And so for that reason, like he's always going to be my guy. However... I will give a different one for the sake of me not talking about him so much. For the record, Travis Etienne has gone off the board as running back 19. That's after David Montgomery, to Camden's point, and after Cam Akers. If there's a player who is not my guy, it's Cam Akers, just for the record. Don't draft Cam Akers if you like winning. Um, a guy that is going to be my guy for this year, and I kind of bias because I have – quite a few shares of him, is Alvin Kamara going after his running back 10. There's a big scare of him getting a chance of suspension. There's pretty much just all offseason. But the farther along we've gone this offseason, the less of a chance it's become. There's a guy on Twitter, right? Drew Davenport is his name. If you don't follow him, please follow him because I, I know nothing but the legal system, and he knows quite a bit about it, and he'll talk, he'll make these threads about different situations and Deshaun Watson and Alvin Kamara and you know, etc. And then he goes through what he thinks and what the possibilities are. Obviously, he, he's I think he's very good and conservative of how he approaches it, which is why I appreciate his threads. Um, but he has said the further this goes along for Alvin Kamara, the less likely he's going to get suspended at this point. It seems like it's very, I wouldn't say very unlikely, but it's a lot more likely for him to get a suspension this year as it was a couple months ago, and it keeps going that way. I don't think he gets suspended this year. The only issue you run into at drafting Alvin Kamara is if the Saints are like they're like five and eight or like four and seven or something, and then they don't seem like they're going to be a playoff team. And Kamara, their stuff moves along, and all of a sudden there's like a plea, and he takes a deal and just is like, you know what? I'll set the next six games up the rest of the season because I can just get out of the way and the team sucks this year. I'll just move on to next year. I'll have to be suspended. That's the only worry. I'm worried about that slight amount, but not that much. So, outside of that, if we're just talking about football, fantastic. I mean, he is generational-type player, running back one season every single year. Last year, he saw a record low um, in targets and catches, I think, and he still produced um, to be running back eight. So, I would expect him to bounce back because last year was such an up-and-down year with Jameis obviously getting hurt. And they didn't have a whole lot going on. MT and Michael Thomas was hurt. That was just a whole mess of a system. So, I mean, looking at last year, he had 67 targets. That was the fewest by 30 in his entire career, the previous four seasons. So, I see I see him bounce back, being a top five back this year. He's getting that running back 10. Um, and I just love having a superstar. I mean, he could be running back one, to be honest with you. He can fight with Jonathan Taylor because of all those catches. If he gets back to that, you know, where he's getting 100 catches a year, he's like – he's just ridiculous. So, right now, if you can get him at running back 10, I'm I'm accepting the risk. As as Caleb does with Saquon and his – I that for me, whatever reason, I'm good with the risk of the suspension versus injury stuff. 
Caleb? Oh, okay. I, I agreed with everything you said. Like, I mean, I love, I, I love Alba Cabrera. Like, if Full he wasn't, stop. if there was no, uh, if there was no potential suspension on the horizon, man would be drafted ahead of Dalvin Cook this year for sure. Like, yeah. he'd be in that range, you know. And I think the issue, though, with what, like, I just think the way that I'm looking at everything this year is like, you can't bank injury. I can't predict like. I mean, this year, Jonathan Taylor could tear an ACL, sorry, Camden. And all of a sudden, we're like, crap, like, whoever dra- everyone drafted him first overall when they probably should have been drafting yep. CMC because they're scared of the injury risk. And it's just inherent that the running back position is going to get injured. Like, I'm pretty sure what I think the stat is 40% of your first round picks, which it's because most of them are running backs, bust every year for redraft. And mostly that's just due to injury. And so, yeah, uh, you draft more than two or three. Well, yeah. There's- and so, Hammer five rounds in a row. Five Don't rounds. miss, guys. Okay. Uh, side note, Camden, I'll have to show you this team I drafted later. I drafted four running backs, first four rounds. It was beautiful. Oh my God. You would have loved your best team. In, it was, in it was 10 weeks. You're going to be like, everyone wants my running back. Okay. This I went to yeah. now, now, now for the record, I'll just say it because now I brought it up. I went Joe Mixon, uh, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, and then Brees Hall. Yeah. That was pretty nasty. I thought you guys would both appreciate it. But anyway, back to my point. Uh, weird, dude. Weird? <laughs> no, you would have loved it. I just didn't draft Antonio Gibson in the fifth. That would have that just been nice. That would have sent him on the, the edge. Steal the draft. Shoot. That's like the, the, like the Trump and Hillary thing. You know, that, that meme of him. I'm not going to say it for the kids, but I'll send it later. Okay. But anyway, no, I, 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 I think I just prefer some of those guys, but – yeah, I hopefully Alvin Kamara plays the whole season. And I, I think I'm just worried about his age. I think that's the other thing. I'm worried about some of these running backs and their age, 27 and 28, not 29 seasons, like Derrick Henry. Like, I am also worried about Derrick Henry. Um, so I guess those are some of my thoughts. But if you get Alvin yeah. I and I know you had this in one of our mock drafts we did the other day where you got DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara. Like, that is crazy upside. Even if I don't like yes. those guys as much, like, those guys combined together, like – crazy yep i got that at the end of the end of the first i don't know what spot i was i'm I always at the end of the first round i'm always at the end it's like 11 or 12 and um yeah i got him and kamar it's swift and kamar back to back and that was i like that a lot but heaven forbid i post that one on twitter probably get start a riot with pitchforks or something how terrible my teams are but um yes <laughs> so Segwaying our last um, position, we're gonna go with the wide receivers. So Camden, do you who who is the wide receiver that you're saying this is this is my plant I'm planting you can't, my flag you can't say right Michael here? Pittman, Jr. There's three guys I like. I'm not gonna say Michael he likes Pittman, three Jr. of them. He's given he's given my guy. We'll let you give the two bonus ones, but just give one explanation, I suppose. Uh, one of them's your guy, so I won't say it. Or, okay, I'm pretty sure it's your guy. There's a handful uh, of veteran wide receivers that are just solid. I like values. Juju and Cortland Sutton a lot. Wow. Two flags, freebie. All right, explain at least one of them. I like Juju because he's produced a lot. Like, he, like he's put up those crazy numbers, those wide receiver one numbers. He's getting the best quarterback of his career. First quarterback is not a rapist, actually, surprisingly. Um <laughs> No, wow. <laughs> Shout Jeez. out John if he's listening. 
Uh, he's so heated after I said that Jahan Dotson was boring to watch, and I rewatched tape, and I said, John, I promise you. I came back, and I said he has good hands, and then John's never listened again, so sorry, guys. But anyway, Juju. Uh, I I mean, there's no reason why he doesn't have every opportunity in the world to thrive, and I think he will. Yeah, I mean, there's – the, the problem, I guess, is he hasn't shown it in that's almost four years. And granted, like it's injuries and the quarterback he situation. He flashes last year. He was just like hurt off and on. Like I don't know. He played five games and he scored thirty-five points. So, like you said, the injury. I'm saying he hasn't been himself in almost four years. So it's tough for me to say like, yeah, he's going to be able to return to that. I think he's a good value at this point. Um, I mean, like four years ago in his sophomore season, he was wide receiver eight. And he had almost 300 points. So, you know, and now he has, again, a much better quarterback. He's going off the board as wide receiver 29 in the clump of Amon Ross, St. Brown, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney. And I guess when you get to that point, you're right. You're looking at who's going to be, you know, upside play. And out of all those four guys, who has the highest ceiling? And I'd say based on, you know, like history and position as of right now, Darnell Mooney's going to get a million targets. But I think Juju probably has a higher higher ceiling than he does. Um, and as much as I love Adam Thielen, I feel like you probably would rather go Juju if you want high ceiling. I will always go Thielen, I think, just because of their system right now. And he's proven that a lot more than Juju has. Um, but if you want a higher ceiling, I'd probably go with Juju. Killed. Yeah, I, I love Juju. I'm a Juju truther, so Camden, I could kiss you right now. <laughs> well, I mean, Bro, nothing good ever happens after 12 o'clock, so that's, <laughs> that's true. Well, nice. Camden, you gave me too much of that James Harden wine, man. I, I just, I'm starting, <laughs> I'm starting, I'm starting to switch, switch way I see the world, you know. Yeah, you're becoming. I'm just messing. I'm I'm messing. I'm messing. Um, can I can I go next? I think if you play fantasy basketball, James Harden is one of the greatest fantasy basketball players to ever walk the earth. Houston James Harden had to be the consensus number one pick every single year. I don't even play fantasy basketball. I picked him when he played for the Nets, and he was like the number one player. I mean, come on. Camden, I have I, no comment I, on that. Camden, I know you're trying to detract from the fact that I said I want to kiss you. The fans want you to say it back. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, that's going to be like on, on the private like trading grades. It's going to cost money. We're starting so, a uh, Patreon for whatever you... Listen, I, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Nothing is off the table. There's always a price, though. <laughs> I mean, you're right. right. There is a price, but for only for only ten dollars, only ten dollars a month, we will grade all of your teams for free. Immediately gets on there. It's just a video of Camden and Caleb kissing. That's it. <laughs> There's no grades, no trading, nothing. It's no no help at all. You have to cover it up somehow. Oh, <laughs> just, blur it out. Blur it out. just blur it no, out. Just blur out the I mean, eyes. Okay. I will get this train back on the roll. Uh, my wide receiver, my guy for this year is AJ Brown. I think I've harped on this on like a few other episodes. So that viewers are probably like, oh my gosh, this guy. Uh, really the, the reason I'm like 
on AJ Brown. I know he's like an early third round pick. So like I we're not saying that you have to draft him late and or reach or whatever, but like is the fact that like we're still considering him like people are drafting Terry Kill over AJ Brown. And I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Because I, I, I know I know AJ Brown is playing with some of the most talented wide receivers receiving core that he ever has played with. But do we actually think that he's going to get the same target share that he had last year? I think so. Like he had 105 targets last year. The year before that he had 106 Um, back in 2020. I know he was kind of hurt last year. He was only 13.9 fantasy points per game back in 2020, which is like, I think the wide receiver that AJ Brown is, he averaged 17.7 fantasy points per game. Like getting that, in the third round, let's say you go, if you have like the one-on-one, let's say you go, you should go Christian McCaffrey, but you're not because you're going to fall into the consensus consensus ranking. So you're going to go Jonathan Taylor. And then all of a sudden you come back and you get Mark Andrews, like at the back end of the second, and then you're able to get like AJ Brown as your wide receiver one chef's kiss. So yeah, if I were you, you dr- kissing people, bro, it's kind of weird. Well, I said chef's kiss. It's like the, the, the meal just tasted so good, you know? You'd be kissing chefs. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna send no, George Pickens over to your house. Hey, how about that? Uh, that I'm strapped over here, bro. I dare him to come over here. I do. He does. You're strapped he right next to his headboard. Yeah, I'm strapped. Yeah. Well, we want to see it on him. I love you in can, Indiana, bro. You can see it in on you. Well, subscribe to our <laughs> OnlyFans, and you will get to see whatever you want. Or Patreon. Or Patreon. Yeah, our Patreon. Our Patreon. It's just, will... a, it's just him at a shooting range. Sorry, this is backyard. No, we're just going to have a, a live stream of Cameron working on his green in his backyard. That's it. Everyone just donate, sub to the, sub to the channel. I don't wear a shirt normally when I do it. So, I mean, I oh. did today because I was working with concrete. I'm working with concrete tomorrow. I might come off again. How many guys do Cameron, you should have done – Not very many. You should, <laughs> you should have done a video, like a TikTok, of you, like – the process of you doing it. You would have gone viral. Of you just like each step and then you yeah, narrate it. I started it, and to then... and then about – 40 hours in, I was like, ah, I don't care anymore. Now I'm probably 100 hours in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, A.J. Brown, I, I agree. I think that he's going to demand – I mean, they paid him a lot. It seems like he's having pretty good um, you know, relations with Jalen Hurts. Um, they may or may not be eating breakfast together. So That's key. Yeah, it is key. So, and I feel like he – is going from a situation which, you know, he was pretty much the main option in the air um, in Tennessee, but he had Ryan Tannehill. So, you know, pretty mid. We go to Jalen Hurts, and from a football perspective, maybe not the greatest. Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, pretty solid. Um, but, I, again, they have a better offensive line than they have in the past, and this is one of the best ones in the NFL. I feel like we've talked about this earlier, but their offense is going to be really solid. Um so yeah, I, uh, I I think that he can. Let's see, he's he averaged a hundred. He had 105 targets last year, but his target share is 27. percent So that was good for nine. So I mean, if you were taking that, and if you just stayed healthy the whole year, he would have been an absolute dog. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he can carve that out alongside Devontae Smith and, and Dallas Goddard. I think he'll have better. And the same goes for Don, for really all three of them. It's gonna be hard to guard them all. So there's the guy open for Jalen Hurts. It's just a matter of is he gonna hit him. So no, I I like AJ Brown a lot. Um, for me, it I struggled trying to figure out 
who because there's a lot of wide receivers. This is why I like to go running backs really because I feel like there's so many wide receivers that are of such good value late in the drafts. And maybe this will be like, you know, to my demise because they actually weren't as great value as I thought they were. But I feel like I can't even pick one hardly because there's so many good guys. We already talked about a bunch like Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, all these veterans that are going late in redraft um, that – I feel really solid about. I feel like they're going to have good, um, you know, they have good um, programs that they're in. Like Al Robinson is going now to the, going to the Rams, obviously high-powered offense. Um, Brandon Cooks is the number one receiver there. He literally is a dog every single year. Robert Woods, I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver for Tennessee this year. Um, and he looks like he's healthy. But I'd say out of all of them right now, the, my favorite value perhaps is Hollywood Brown. My guy, wide receiver 24, um, coming off the board as of today in redraft. And I just I, – I don't understand why he's coming off the board so late because you know, like, his relations with Kyler Murray and going back to college and looking just at Baltimore, I mean, he was commanding such a crazy target share. And then – Hold on, let me see if I can find. I'll go ahead and see if I can find the what exactly had Marquise Brown at Baltimore. But now he's going to Arizona, which there's no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. They're pretty much battling with Zach Ertz, which again, I like Zach Ertz, but it's not like he's some spring chicken. And you have they are always good in the first like eight games of the year, right? First eight games, Arizona's like seven and eight now, and they kind of fall off. But you're going to have a really nice offense with a top six or seven quarterback and pretty much free range. And for him to be come off the board at wide receiver 24, it's just kind of crazy to me. Um, last year, here we go, he had 145 targets, 91 receptions with Lamar. Um, his target share was 26.7%. That was good for 12th. Um, ninth in targets. I just – I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect's at. I feel like he's going to have equal the opportunity – and perhaps a better passer, dare I say, than Lamar is. Um, so I think it's wheels up for, for Hollywood Brown. Bro, I'm on the same deck page. You don't even have to. You're like just preaching to the choir with me because I. You just want to kiss him, right? I just want to kiss you, bro. <laughs> not, not actually. I, I, the juju thing is like not like there's people that are on that train and off that train. I feel like most people like. I like, yeah, Hollywood Brown's going to be a top 24 wide receiver this year. Like, I think if you ask consensus that, they would say yes. But then all of a sudden when you say Hollywood Brown is going to be the wide receiver 13 this year on a points-per-game basis, all of a sudden that's when people are like, whoa, you are smoking something. And so, yeah, I I mean, he's actually – like you said, like he's playing with a better passer. Like I'm at all those games where Hollywood Brown was open and like Lamar Jackson just couldn't get him the ball where it needed to be or he had to run back. Like, like imagine how many – Actually, like, I don't even know what the stat is because I'm not looking at it. But, like, I bet his unrealized air yards are ridiculous. And if – Oh, right. And if yeah. he gets half of those back, like, all of a sudden we're like, oh, wow. Hollywood – we might be looking back and be like, man, Hollywood Brown was literally Tyreek Hill. We just, like, weren't ready for it. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, his – I mean, you can look at all the different stuff of, you know, opportunity and um, productivity, unrealized air yards. He was number six in the NFL with 888. Um, and, and he didn't have that many touchdowns either. He only had six touchdowns. 
Um, he, he had 14.1 fancy points per game. Um, he was expected to have 0.9 fancy points per game. Obviously, he was, it was underperforming not to his own. Um, you know, was, it wasn't because of him. Um, obviously, they just couldn't get target quality rating um, and, his, and his catchable target rate. So percentage of total catches – or sorry, of total targets that were catchable, 73%. It's ranked 59th among wide receivers. So, again, not exactly ideal. That's – Lamar can be a fantastic for fantasy, not the most accurate quarterback as we've seen. So, um, I think that Kyler Murray will probably uh, have a better chance of, of – letting Marcus Brown um, reach up for perhaps, you know, wide receiver potential. I feel like there's a, there's a room there where he might be able to fulfill that. Um, I was going to see if I can find DeAndre Hopkins and see what, for him last year, um, what his, his catchable target, uh, true catch rate, catchable target rate. So, and this might be, you know, because DeAndre Hopkins is better, you know, catch radius and all this stuff. But for DeAndre Hopkins last year, he ranked 12th. 82.5% of his targets were catchable. So I feel like that's a pretty solid testament to uh, to who Kyle Murray is versus Lamar Jackson in terms of throwing. So, I mean, you, you think about that, and, uh, and then you, you take it over to, um, you know, Hollywood Brown. Look at unrealized air yards for DeAndre Hopkins last year with Kyle Murray. 303 versus 800 and something. That's, he ranks 71st, so he's really far down there. So, again, pretty big upgrade at a real quarterback um, in terms of throwing. So, yeah, draft as much Hollywood Brown as possible at wide receiver 24. Um, but with that, that is our second episode of the night. I'm ready for bed. Those guys are an hour ahead of me, so I'm sure they're plenty ready for bed. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Um I was free to say this at the beginning. We had that video going, and I got tired of my own voice. So I was just going to put it in the videos. Um, but please like and subscribe to the videos. Um, honestly, I feel like we're trying to do this more for podcasts than rather like YouTube videos because I don't know if many people want to watch this YouTube video for 47 minutes long. Respect if you do. Probably Jordan. Maybe maybe EJ. I doubt it. But um, shout out for those people that do. Really appreciate it. Uh, but for real, if you go on, uh, we've had a couple people go on and um, and uh, go on like you have a podcast, whatever, give us reviews, ratings, all that stuff. So I appreciate you guys um, and we'll see you next week.